On today's episode of From Opera to OnlyFans, we are joined by our first special guest, Hannah. Today, we scare the living daylights out of each other with some scary stories and find out just how dark we can get. Stick around. Welcome back, everyone, to today's episode of From Opera to OnlyFans. I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm Owen. And we are joined by our first guest of the episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah. Uh, Hannah is Owen's girlfriend. We had mentioned her in previous episodes, and we finally got her going. She's finally feeling good and feeling ready to come on the episode, and um, we're hoping that she will be a frequent guest. Um, oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Love it. No, it's okay. You can you swear. That's just Fuck. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways um so let us do what What should we do first Age what are we drinking we, oh we are drinking grimace shakes this week happy birthday grimace happy birthday grimace um for anyone who hasn't tried a grimace shake you should try them they are delicious they are a blueberry shake basically um i think they taste like a blueberry and strawberry shake um, but they're really good, so get them while you can. We are not sponsored by McDonald's. Not yet. Not yet. Um, let's see here. What should we start with? Age-old question? Age-old or are question. We... All right, age-old question. Now that we know how Hannah's here. Yeah. So, today's age-old question, okay? Would you rather, and we'll start with that one, spend the night in an old insane asylum, in a haunted hotel, or on a ghost ship? So, <clears throat> I was thinking that I would do a abandoned asylum. Um, mostly because I've had awesome luck with abandoned asylums, um, which is kind of what I'm going to get into a little bit today. Um, normally I read up on like history of the asylums, and then um, I read all like the crazy screwed up stories and uh, it makes me really want to go to them and stay to the, in, in them <laughs> and then do like a 24 hour night visit with them. Um, I don't know why. I think it's the masochist in me, <laughs> but like it's scary as hell if anyone's been into an abandoned asylum before. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I would stay uh-huh. over Hannah? There's there's no way I would ever do that. I feel like if I went to an asylum and stayed overnight, I I have some weird sleep paralysis and one of the the scared like confused spirits there would like claim my body and I'm not fucking with that shit. So, I think the best option is hotel. Like I feel like it's calmer there and you What about know, the Cecil? I I could stay there, I, with many rocks with me. <laughs> Hannah's a hippie girl. Hannah is a little bit of a hippie girl, but we love her. And like, eh. I have <laughs> my, my my Bible and all of that with the, the rocks, my pretty crystals. I think I would be fine in a hotel. The ship, I don't know. I feel like things could get really scary and violent, and I don't know why. 
but it, that has scarier vibes. Maybe it's the Flying Dutchman that's like really messing me up right now. But I don't know. are we talking like Flying Dutchman, like Pirates of the Caribbean, or are we talking like SpongeBob? SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Now here's a here's another question for that. Would you rather stay in the Cecil Hotel, knowing its history, or would you stay at a Hotel Six right down the road? <laughs> well. It's for a paranormal like experience. <laughs> is not, it? Are not you saying others. that there's nothing paranormal about Motel Sixes? About Motel Sixes with I mean, people that are, are just like. But I feel like there could be live people, and I'm scared like constantly of there's life. There's live people in the Hotel Six. There's like more there. Gotcha. There, no, Dylan, what about what you? About. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anything else? No. Great, you're done for the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, no, I, I think I'd actually have to agree with Hannah on this. I would rather do a haunted hotel. Um, I feel like I have seen a some really cool episodes of like when I was younger watching like Ghost Hunters back when they would do. Um, and I mean they're still on, but like watching some of the episodes of the hotels that they would go into. It was a little bit, as Hannah said, calmer, but at the same time, it had its spook factor. But also, I like to imagine that if I was going into a haunted hotel, it would be like the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. And I get to get I get to see some fun ghosts. Right. And then a demon would crawl out of the wall. Uh, you know, you. you know, <laughs> it, these are these are logistical things that we have to think about in the moment. Not not like. I'm actually doing this, but like, if a demon did want to come out, you know, who am I gonna? At that point, what am I gonna do? If, if am I gonna run? I'm probably gonna ain't gonna make no. it. No, I'm gonna ghost say consent. No. <laughs> ghost consent. No, it's like if you like are face to face with a bear, mm-hmm. you just have to be like bigger and scarier. So right. you start yelling at them like, Ooh, no. And like start just like throwing your limbs all over the place and they're confused, they're scared, and they know not to mess with you. That's actually a, um, I'm gonna get this wrong, it's either a Chinese or Japanese, um, it's either Chinese or Japanese belief that if you go to like an abandoned place, and um, it's, it's a respect thing, Japan and China have a very big tolerance in respecting people who have moved on past life and everything but there are bad things that come out to get you sometimes um and so what they do when they go and they see something is they just start swearing and yelling as loud as possible because it says that it scares them away Mm -hmm. and so there's this chinese or japanese youtuber who is walking through abandoned buildings and all of a sudden he just goes like fuck you, you fucking bitch, and blah, 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 fuck your mother, and everything like that. And it's hilarious to watch. And he says it in Japanese, in Chinese. And the, the demon goes away. <laughs> um, so then what about you? What do you mean, what about me? <laughs> you already said yes. I did already say mine. Um, yeah, I think that about covers our age-old question for the day. Cool. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's do our weekly recaps. Um, I'll start. Okay. Then Hannah. Uh, and then Hannah. So weekly recap for me, it was a pretty exciting week. Actually, I went on 
some hikes this week with my friends. We did, um, we went up to New Hampshire. All right. Oh, and this, this leads into a funny story too, actually. Um, we went up to New Hampshire to the White Mountains. And if you've never been, I highly recommend it. Okay. They are absolutely breathtaking. You are surrounded by nothing but mountains. All right. As far as the eye can see. Some areas are better than others, but I can tell you it is fantastic. All right. It just feels so cool to be up there. You feel so small and you really do get to take in the beauty that is New Hampshire. Mm. Now, we did two different hikes. We did one on Monday. We did Mount Tecumseh, uh, which is one of the 48 of the 4,000 footers, as I previously mentioned. Um, and that... That hike there was, oh, it was so cool. Um, it was, it was a little hard, but it was something that you know you overcome the challenge, you get through it, and you come out on the other side better for it, and you feel good because you were able to accomplish it. The second day we did Mount Wombeck, which was a longer hike, and that one because of the hike the day before we were tired. We were sore, and I think our stamina had kind of gone down a little bit, and our, you know, our motivation and all of that. But once again, we persevered, and we accomplished it. And it was another four thousand footer, so I can cross off that I've done four of the forty-eight. Um, I was supposed to do another one today, but unfortunately, with the threat of rain and thunderstorms, we did cancel our trip. But that one will be coming up. It is not off the charts. Uh, it is just not something that was happening today. Um, however, while we were in New Hampshire, we got an Airbnb because we knew we were going to be tired. We knew we were going to be sore. And we knew we wanted a comfortable place to stay for the night. So that way we didn't have to camp. We like camping. But in that instance, we were we knew we were going to want that experience of just being able to sit in, you know, like a living room, take a hot shower, sleep in an actual bed, all of that. So we got an Airbnb. It was a cozy little place. All right. And it was only about 30 minutes from our hike the next morning. So we were like, this is perfect. Well, we go about our night. We're watching TV Eventually, it's about 9 o'clock, so we're like, all right, we should probably shower and get ready for bed. So I take my shower, and I get changed. My friend then takes her shower, and as she's taking her shower, me and her boyfriend are chilling in opposite rooms, and all of a sudden, we start hearing this beeping noise. Didn't think anything of it. Thought it might have been the TV. We thought it might have been outside. So we didn't really think much of it, but it continued and it just kept going. So we're like, all right. So eventually my friend gets out of the shower and she's like, what is going on? Like, what the hell is that noise? So we're like, we don't know. We're trying to figure out where in the house it's coming from because we could only be on one floor. We didn't have access to the basement or the upstairs area. So we... Are, you know, we're in the living room trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden, we figure out where it's coming from. Because it starts speaking to us. 
in a very, very electronic voice, we hear, evacuate. Evacuate the premises. And then we can't really hear much else beyond that. So we're like, all right, cool. At this point, we figured out it's a carbon monoxide detector. Oh. So we're like, all right, well, we can't stay in the house just in case it's real. So we leave. We go out to the car and we're just sitting in the car. We're trying to contact the host. Um, we tried calling, all right, at least six different times. We tried using the ring doorbell that she had at least three times. We tried sending her emails at least two times. And we tried sending her a text at least three times. Not a single response. Awesome. So what was the appropriate thing to do? We called the fire department. And I give them all the information. And what was uncomfortable was them saying, yep, we're familiar with the place. Hmm. So I'm like, cool, what does that mean? Where was this place? This was up in... New Hampshire. It was in New Hampshire. It was... Oh, I can't remember where in New Hampshire. Um, but it was up further in New Hampshire. So we... The fire department gets there. We give them the whole rundown. We're like, we don't know what's going on. They come in. They do their, you know... We're not sure if they're going to have to break down this lady's door. We're not sure what's going to happen. Well, they get downstairs. And, um, you know, they're looking around. They're doing their readings. And they don't find anything. So they come back up and they're like, all right, so here's the deal. There's a CO2 detector right underneath the shower. So if you guys were taking a shower it leaked on it and it shorted the detector out, which was causing it to go off. So all we did was we deactivated it. There's another one down there. So if there is a problem, you'll actually know. <laughs> this is all happening at 11 o'clock at night. So much for getting a good night's sleep to be up the next morning, bright and early to go for a seven mile hike. Oof. Yeah. Um, and not to mention we were hearing like weird creaking sounds all throughout and uh, you know, we live to tell the tale. And then um, we got back and then I continued my week. Um, I was on mountain time, so I didn't realize what day of the week it actually was and um, continued on with my week as far as, you know, a normal work week. And then, uh, Today was, uh, I, like I said, we didn't do our other 4,000 footer, um, but we will be doing that. So instead, I went to my cousin's baby shower, which was a lovely event. Uh, she had it at a very wonderful country club. It was a surprise party for her as well, so it was really nice. Um, I got to see my cousins that I haven't seen in a very long time. And we had a nice day overall. The weather was really nice, held out. And it was, um, well, yeah, I mean, it was just a really good day. Sweet. Yeah. Hannah, weekly well, recap. You know, I wish I could say something similar to that, but um, I've just had a migraine for like a hot minute now. Really haven't moved in days. But I've showered, so 
that essentials yes but yeah nothing excited i just complained that i didn't feel good for a long time but you are here now yeah and i have a pulse and that's all that matters you know that's all we can ask for these days you know all right owen buddy I listened to Hannah complain <laughs> the whole entire time about her head. Um, no, it's been great. I haven't heard anything yet. We're going on our third week. They said two to three, and they said they're going to call me no matter what. And I told Hannah that <clears throat> um, on Friday, if I don't hear from her, I'm just going to give them a call anyways. Because I'm new to this. Like I don't know what the hell is going on. So um, I was going to plan to do a lot of stuff this week. I did do a few. I cleaned up the house a little bit. A good the living room we're sitting in right now. We're at my place and not Dylan's, which is different. Um, then I kind of got back into being into life normally without the Y. Um, and I went to the Y. I guess they didn't <laughs> uh, suspend my membership yet. So I'm still going there for free. <clears throat> um... I played COD, played GTA a little bit. Uh, I'm planning to go on a hike slash abandoned trip. Actually, we were supposed to do that today, um, but then my friends couldn't go, and we also thought it was going to rain. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, we were supposed to go on Saturday. Um, we're going to, uh, I don't know what tower it is. It's right next to Mount Tom, though. Oh, Scott's Tower? Scott's Tower. Yeah. We we're gonna go there. We we're gonna check it out. I was gonna fly the drone around. Yep. Get some cool shots. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically it. I'm just living my best life right now. We got a fan. Our apartment's our apartment's hot as hell. Um, so that's going off. And now we're here. We are here. We are here. Well, with our weekly recaps. Uh, you know, completed. I think we should maybe, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Keep forgetting that you're here, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Let us introduce Hannah a little bit more. Let's get to know Hannah. Um, so... What's your social security? <laughs> <laughs> um, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, What's your mother's maiden name? What's the name of your favorite pet? Password? Noodles. Password? Okay. Noodles. <laughs> Noodles is my favorite animal. Yeah. <laughs> no, um in all seriousness, um Hannah is uh, a wonderful person that we have had the pleasure of working with and Owen has had the pleasure of dating now um for quite some time. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and um she is someone that we have worked with uh often at school and Someone that I consider a very close friend, especially um, since I have done many a duet, many a trio with her. And we have worked extensively. Owen has done many duets with her and um, worked exclusively with her as well. And we have had just an absolute wonderful time getting to know Hannah. And so I think it's time that all of you get to know Hannah a little bit as well. So Hannah, let's kind of go into, I guess, the main thing is, is let's go into your performance background and talk a little bit about that. Um, 
well because of like family stuff and like their band um they were throwing me up on a stage with them with a little microphone looking all cute and stuff stealing the show so i guess it started like in diapers um but then in third grade we had a musical called vacation on mars i was mom um and our voice uh teacher mary shout out mary she helped with the music in that show um and then middle school it was just a, a ton of musicals that nobody knows um but i was in all of those and i did a bunch of like theater camps in the summer was in a ton of musical theater shows then and like choir summer camp it was it was a fun time um yeah and then i did my high school's musical i was kim mcafee in bye bye birdie um, I was on crutches uh, for Footloose, and then COVID happened, and then I didn't want to go to school, but then Mary said I had to go to school, and that's how I met Owen and Dylan. Um, well, uh, let's talk a little bit about your experience with school so far. Um, I mean, we can, I think specifically, we should get to know a little bit more about like what kind of music you enjoy performing um, and getting to know a little bit of like, I guess that side primarily. I mean, I love being dramatic and doing some, some nice opera pieces as a soprano. Um, like in diapers, my, favorite thing was phantom of the opera and i looked up so much to christine i know that's not an opera and it's a musical and it's overdone but still that was my love from diapers and then i got into musicals i'm like oh this is so fun like with the pop and everything and then when i had the opportunity to do both at the same time i realized i prefer the opera nonsense but musicals, they're still a real fun time. Mm -hmm. So, just trying to think of a good way to kind of, I guess as far as like your performance career, you know, what kind of stuff do you hope for out of your performance career um, and out of your education with music? Um, yeah. Um, I, I want a roof over my head, yep. you know, as a musician. As, I, as anyone does, yes. I would hope for that. <laughs> um, I really hope, like, I've been told names can give you doors and open doors, but if you don't have the skills, you can't walk through those doors. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm really hoping I can get the education that I want to walk through any future door for like a performance like opportunity or even teaching but i think i'm working mostly on my voice right now and putting education for later mm -hmm. but it's definitely in the plan so then with that in mind what kind of skills do you feel that you need to have as a vocal performer if you're leaning more towards that kind of direction I mean, at like this moment, um, I would want to try to find some job like 
any shows like local um theater to like get just my name out in the, like the local area and build mm-hmm. things up um or even just teaching voice lessons later down the line because that's just easy pocket change and mm-hmm. stuff yeah all right so not to sound kind of uh narcissistic here this is dylan's idea <laughs> but um why don't you talk a little bit about your experience with meeting us? Obviously, we've talked about our experience with meeting you. Um, but, you know, what what kind of drew you to where you are now with us? Oh, you definitely well, need to say, yep, <laughs> I know where this is going. Well, it, um, it started when I was a freshman at Westfield State and... I, I got an email about like auditioning for Susical or like the pit band. And since I was like thinking about like going the uh, vocal route instead of instrumental, but I still loved my instruments, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to play in the pit band because it gives me a chance to play again. Um, but my mom and sister, they, they pushed me to do it. And the first rehearsal like i knew absolutely no one in that program we're basically at the school because of other reasons and so i sat down and there were some kids in my class who just gave me really dirty looks because i like came in i had like ripped jeans like platinum blonde hair at one point and like my fake eyelashes and gold hoops and I just like got eyes from certain people and they didn't think I was serious about things. Um, now we're all cool. But I walked <laughs> into the, the room for the first rehearsal, didn't know anyone. And I sat down in this random like chair, like Dylan was like um, a seat across from me and I didn't like make eye contact or anything. So it's not really bad with you, but you were associated with Owen. And so... <laughs> Then, like, Owen came in, and he sat down in between, like, Dylan and I, and... With all of his honored confidence. (laughs) Like, they started joking about something, so... And I'm like, I don't know these people. Like, it was a funny haha joke, like, no inside joke that it sounded like. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put my two cents in, like, haha. Like, Owen whips around, and he's like, mind your business, or, like, something along those lines... (laughs) I was too shocked to remember the exact words, but I just like stared straight forward, didn't talk to anyone, just like looked at my score and like did nothing. Um, But then I found out like Owen was just like joking, but like I knew he was a senior. I thought he was really scary. What a jokester, Um, Owen. Dude, my acting skills are so dream. (laughs) And then like slowly Owen, he like, such a social butterfly bounced around everyone and made it to me so i'm like okay like i guess he's not scary like he's welcoming people into the the program and then we became good friends and dylan was a monkey and we just joked around about his song and everything and now we complain um in our daily sessions oh my goodness um, our our mental health breaks we have taken we have taken over a practice room at the school and it has become our sanctuary our safe talk about place. everything think about a problem it exists in our lives it's been talked about yep um i have a question 
out of all of your performances, what was your favorite? It could be theater, it could be opera, it could be anything at all. Even just a classical piece that you sang, but you mm -hmm. got into that vibe. I want to know which one it was. I've actually never asked you this question. I've known you for about two, three years, two years. Okay. At first, I thought you were gonna, um, you were gonna say like your worst, and that immediately. I want that came one to too. That'll be next. It's not my worst, but like All right, thinking of it, I'm gonna first. go with that. So, first. um, not this past spring, but like a year ago, we had a voice area recital, and. Mary was on sabbatical, so we were working with someone else, and, like, not that she was bad, but you have to build a whole relationship with voice teachers, I feel, um, like, until at least I feel comfortable so I can fully be vulnerable and let them fix my problems. Um, so it was just very different, and we had a voice area recital. I, like, needed to run home for like some meds before it and it was really stressed on time and then i tripped falling down the stairs of um our apartment and fully like cartwheeled somersaulted and i thought that was just in movies like i didn't think i would ever fully fall down the stairs like that um i was in shock didn't feel like my body nothing bad happened i was just really sore and had some cuts and stuff made it to the school and then sang Ave Maria while my knuckles were bleeding and like slightly dripping. So that was a really fun recital. And that was your best performance. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, for best one, I don't know. I, I think I have some really fun and exciting ones. Mm -hmm. The first two that come to mind are just from college. It was Lucky Stiff. Um, my costume, I was Dominique and my costume was stunning. So beautiful. Could I breathe? No, I was stuck in a, a corset that you, that wasn't made for singing and dancing for the entirety of that show. And all of my costume changes, the corset stayed on, but it looked so good. Um, and then Owen and I got closer during that one and, um, our last opera, the pictures that came from that made it my favorite because Owen that and I Don Giovanni scene. Yes, that duet was one of my favorite things and the pictures came out so good. Chila chila chi. Um so I think a uh, I think a good topic to bring up with this is favorite performances that we've had with each other as we have all now been in at least a single scene with each other and or we've had a few different performances that we've had. Um, and especially since all of us are performers, I feel like it's a good way to kind of bring that out and, um, you know, give a little bit of light. There are some videos that float around every now and then of these performances. So if you happen to find them, you can check them out. Um, Mine with Hannah. Last semester, we had a chamber ensemble. It was me, her, and our friend Trent, who is uh, also studying music education at Westfield State. And he uh, is a pianist. So we did a chamber trio. 
and we did a um we did two different pieces we played around with a bunch of different stuff throughout the semester um but we ultimately ended up performing two different pieces one was a duet from an opera titled Tornami Adir and that one there gave some anxiety to people yeah basically everyone in the group um plus our professor <laughs> but we did do it and it didn't sound bad but the one piece that we did do that was absolutely beautiful it was stunning it fit hannah's voice really well it fit my voice pretty well the harmonies that we had the beautiful piano part provided by trent was a duet from the secret garden titled how could i ever know and in that duet it is basically a love song but i'm dead from the beyond um hannah playing my dead wife me playing the guy whose wife is dead <laughs> nice and um basically saying you know, her saying, I'm sorry, but how could I know that I was going to die? It's not my fault. You can't blame yourself. You can't blame me. Allegedly, we made people cry. From what I was I told, did also hear cried. that. I did also hear that. I was in the audience and they're lying. I didn't see any people cry. Okay. So anyway, so Owen's a liar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think of all the performances that I have had the opportunity to do with Hannah, that is the one. And we will be back again this semester um, as unfortunately um, the semester that we were just in, uh, we did not have enough people to fill the class. So we could not grace the stage with our wonderful performances again, but we will be back and we will be better than ever. Um, favorite performances with Owen. Hmm. I really only have a handful because me and Owen have not done any like big duet stuff. There isn't really a lot of tenor bass duets. Um, there is one that I'm thinking about. It's a little bit longer and it is from, uh, Elixir of Love. I was exactly just thinking about that. It's, yeah, so... Um, well, there's a couple that it could be. There's there's uh, Belcore and Nemorino, and then there's also Dulcamara and Nemorino, and I'm thinking of a Dulcamara and Nemorino one. Um, so I would say of all the performances, my favorite to do that I did with Owen was from Susicle. Mm -hmm. Um our relationship really grew from that. Our friendship really started to become a bigger thing. And it was really set it off that like, I wanted to have Owen as a close friend for as long as possible because he's a fantastic performer. He's a funny guy. He is a very caring individual. Stop. <laughs> Guys, stop. <laughs> um, and I mean, all around, he's just, like I said, he's a fantastic performer. And getting to bully him was like, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get to throw you around. 
I got to jump over you. you got to kiss me on the lips. I we did possibly do that at some point. We had a cuddle puddle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There, you know, there's just, it it was such a fun time. And it was such a thrilling experience to be able to basically just be your big bully. And um, still get to be your friend in the end. (laughs) Yeah. I was Martha May, who (laughs) VA. Martha May Houvier. That is right. You were. Yeah. I got to play some random who. I don't even remember who. Who? who? (laughs) 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 Is it my turn? It is your turn, Erwin. Dylan, I love to be bullied by you. Ah. In the monkey, Horton, the elephant chasing, sacrificing. (laughs) Excuse me? Cut open Horton. Oh yeah, by the way, that scene is all about cutting his trunk off and sacrificing him to the great gods of Whoville, which is Dr. Seuss himself. Right. When he does his crack in his <laughs> bathroom. I don't know. Can we even say that? Yeah. Okay. It's not real. <laughs> there. Then it's fine. <laughs> um anyways, yeah, no, Dylan is it was it was great working with you. Uh, I'm gonna say this like you're dying. Uh, it was an <laughs> honor working with you. Um, farewell. <laughs> it's been an honor working with you, my friend. Um, no, Dylan brings light to all of the um, shows that he does. I do. I bring a flashlight everywhere I go. A flashlight. It's kind of annoying sometimes because <laughs> it's the one that's set on like the flash. highest setting it's too. Set on high and flash. <laughs> and <laughs> don't ever um, come to a show if you have uh, epileptic. If you're prone to epileptic seizures. Yeah. Um, oh my god, no, exactly. been there, but, done that, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Dylan, it's been awesome um, getting to know you and becoming really good friends with you. And starting this up. Oh yeah, awesome absolutely. Too. Uh, but yeah, the monkey one. Oh, monkey, Horton, Susical. That's it. That's the title of it, actually. Yeah, that's the monkey, whole show. Horton, Susical. Oh it's, yeah. That's it. Um, Hannah. You are right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my favorite, I think, was recently was, um, I mean, I loved when we played Dominique and Harry Witherspoon together uh, in Lucky Stiff, but um, definitely when we were Don Giovanni, mm. that shit up. Um, it was great. It was um, a fantastic performance to get to watch. Too. I think now that we're even closer, now that we're dating, um the relationship thank you car um the relationship that um we have together really showed in that piece um and it's basically if anyone doesn't know i'm trying to coax hannah into um marrying me and kind of Um, bringing me to the no uh, not really marrying you yeah more More of me trying to smash and um how what's the number What's the, the song before that? I don't remember. Romance? No. What is it? How many in each country? 69. <laughs> what are you talking... Oh, right. Uh, yeah, my character like had some affairs with uh, 3 million? 3,000? 3, 3,000. Yeah. 3,000 people. And um, so I wanted to put Hannah under my belt. And so that was the what the whole song was about. But it was awesome. 
Yeah, it was there's beautiful. so much love and like affection in our eyes. I feel like we turned it from dirty to actually like kind of loving and caring. But we and kept a little bit of that journey from the two like professors who gave us input on how to stage it. We did take from both of them because it was a little way too like PG, but then it was like way too like R rated. X rated. And so yeah, and so we smushed it together, and it was still very innocent, but more love and a little bit of that lust still there but tasteful and not mm -hmm. anywhere where if you didn't know the translation you would just think there's a lot of love yeah and that's that yeah, yeah. hannah oh wait favorite performances with you guys yeah i thought that was included with my other stuff <laughs> well if it's the same um i mean Basically, what I've said with you, Owen, the Don Giovanni scene, because I liked Lucky Stiff because of my costume. <laughs> <laughs> that costume, just icing, like, cherry on top. Ate it up. Um, and then Dylan, I... I don't know. I feel like we've had our moments, and even if we don't have, like, time on stage together, just the process of getting that show together and being like backstage together i think those moments are a lot too and these past two semesters there was a lot of just chilling together mm -hmm. but i don't know maybe pirates i don't know mm. i think picking on you was great during that <laughs> and y'all got swords which was oh, yeah. sick was and awesome. we didn't get those so borrowing those from both of you, that was great. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one last thing. Yeah. Musically, I didn't say this, um, and you have no clue what I'm about to say. I don't. Um, Hannah looks at me, but when I say it, she'll know what I'm talking about. My boy Tristan, um, this is also what happened um, after Father's Day. Um, he was, uh, he's the main instructor at the YMCA. Um, he is in a band. Um, the band is called, uh, Uzi. Um, he just released his first ever album. Um, I am so freaking proud of him. Um, please, if anyone wants to look it up, it's, uh, Uzi, O-O-Z-I-E. Um, you can look it up on Instagram, official underscore Uzi band. Um, <clears throat> he's got concerts coming up. Um, there's one at the Marigold Theater in East Hampton, Massachusetts on the 8th. Um, there's one at the Tank in Agawam on the 15th. And then there's one at JJ's Tavern on the 13th floor in Florence, Mass on the 29th. Um, if you like, how would you describe it? It's not hard rock, and it's like not indie rock. It's not like grudge music either, but it's in between indie rock, grunge, that type of that kind of stuff. And uh, like again, like shout out to Tristan and Adam and Coop. I got to. I'm actually like kind of their TikTok manager, uh, which is cool. Um, I've helped them set that stuff up. Um, Tristan was actually uh, messaged me this morning and was like, "Hey, on the eighth do you want to announce us when we go out on stage? And that's just an honor to me that that was a thing. So 
please go listen. Please go follow them. They're just starting up, but they just released their first album. Um, Uzi, it's the Wild Eye, something Wild Naked Eye. I don't have the CD with me. It's in my car, but uh, it's awesome. So go look them up. All right. Um, not necessarily a transitional thing, but let's get to the main topic of our day. Scary stories. Scary, spooky stories. We've had some talks about what we want to do, and we have been doing a lot of opera musical stuff. Yes. And now we're kind of getting into the in-between OnlyFans part, which is random stuff that we want to talk about. Now, originally, this was also a discussion that we had today about, do we want this to be like a rainy day episode? Um, as far as like, you know, telling scary stories in the rain, that kind of thing. Um, but I think that we can still kind of set that mood as we have that weather coming up and it's going to be a little bit dreary and we can have a little bit of fun with some spooky stories. So what are you scared of? Ooh, loaded question. That's that's our first question. So, um, what am I scared of? What are you scared of, Dylan? There's a couple different things. So, the first one being, I think, what a lot of people are afraid of, and that is spiders. Um, as I've gotten older, I have started to realize that the little eight-legged friends that, you know, roam this earth are, for the most part, good. Um, I'm not going to say that they're all good. Some of them are just assholes. Um, but I, like I said, I think like most people, that's one of the big things in this world that scares people. Yep. Another big thing in this world that scares me the most is being alone. Because Mm -hmm. when you're alone, not only are you free to run with your thoughts, but those thoughts can manifest into, well, if I'm alone, does that truly mean that I'm alone or is there possibly someone else or something else with me. You know, it's that feeling of unease when even though you know you're alone, you don't quite feel that way. You always feel like there's something or someone. So I would say that, you know, those are two of my biggest fears that I really do have. What about you, Owen? Um, I think the scariest thing that I've, again, with my ADHD, and it's kind of ties with alone, like when it's quiet, I start to get a little scared because I start thinking about the unthinkable, which is death. Um, I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of spiders. I'm not scared of snakes. I'm not scared of holes. Sorry for all the tryptophobia people. I'm not scared of giant big things I'm scared of death and it's not like i know it's gonna happen and i know it's gonna come i'm more scared of what happens after mm-hmm. um you know i'm a big believer in the supernatural and what happens after and i have been since i was a kid but i don't know what's gonna happen and i don't know if i'm gonna come back as a little ghost boy <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna come back as an animal i don't know if i'm gonna be just up there or it's just gonna go black and whenever I'm like alone and it's just quiet, 
that's what I started thinking about. And then I'm like, okay, time to do something, time to play music and get all happy about it. But yeah, that's one of my biggest things. I, so my biggest fear is vomit. Um, I hate it. I hate when I throw up. I hate when other people do it. Um, I hate when it's on me. Um, yeah, though, I, someone threw up on me in kindergarten and all of her white dress and my Tinkerbell backpack. I feel like everyone has a traumatizing experience with vomit in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. And I cried and wanted my dad to pick me up, but I was told no, that I still had to take the bus home. And none of my friends wanted to sit with me and I smelled gross and I cried and my backpack was ruined. And so was my dress. It was not fun. And like now other people, I get really nervous and like have anxiety attacks sometimes when it gets that bad, but being older and knowing that people drink alcohol, um, specifically us two guys, like if people get sick from that, it's somehow less scary to a point like but it's still but the the things you guys talked about like sometimes like our fears for me like being alone with all the the other nonsense there and are you alone and like with that i'm just like i'm stubborn middle child syndrome and i became very independent like still love everyone but now i'm like oh i'm strong and independent i can do these things by myself and so i moved out by myself i lived here like a whole year by myself with my cat and i was like yeah i lived i was just fine and if i feel like if noodles acts weird and i feel like there's something here or like something like eyes on me I have little grounding techniques that like calm that fear and yeah, I think it's just the vomit that really gets me until it's like some weird day where I'm like scared of everything in life. Um, yeah, cause Owen will just be living, not doing anything. And suddenly there's like, like fear on my face and he's like, what's going on now? And I'm like, I don't really know, but this is freaking me out and I can't do this. No. So, yeah. Irrational fears? Irrational fears. Um, mine, if anyone has ever watched um, Final Destination, I think they immediately know what one I am referring to. Um, drive on the road and come to anywhere with a log truck and immediately I think people are like uh -uh, I don't want to drive behind it and I don't want to drive next to it I'm fine with that stuff must be nice (laughs) Uh, that scene is forever ingrained in a lot of people's heads and it just freaks them out and before I ever watched the movie I was fine after watching the movie I was like this, this is going to happen one day. I'm going to, you know, something's going to happen. I mean, nothing has happened, but like, it's that, that fear of like having, you know, seen that in a movie as something that could happen. And it's like, 
it puts you on edge no matter what. Hannah, what about you? So that made me think of, it's more of a real fear. Um, my sister and I, uh, while driving to a tattoo appointment, got hit by a semi-truck in a roundabout traffic circle, rotary, whatever you want. Um, and we were fine. Um, something like I swore, like, like the whole week before that I saw signs of my grandfather, like things he liked, like birds that like a cardinal for him. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm seeing a lot of these things like the week before. And my sister told me she had a dream that he was in. And then we had this, this car, uh, wreck and we walked away basically like with no injuries like a little bit of whiplash and like a slight concussion but we were fine for like what happened like the the way the car spun around and a semi-truck like basically t-boning us um that's is what happened and so like any traffic circle or uh semi-truck really freaked me out Mm -hmm. that's a real fear but irrational um if I'm, if there's like a door right by some stairs and I'm on the floor above that, I'm really scared that like, if I go to like walk completely outside that when I start that other staircase, someone will just open that door and shove me down the stairs. Um, yeah, that really, really freaks me out, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. I guess I found one. Okay. Um, And I mean found by, we were just talking about, because we do little breaks, um, we were just talking about, oh, adding irrational fears into this topic. And again, like, I don't have one, Um, but I guess I do kind of, uh, which goes into my other things that are here. Um, I think that um, it's it's funny, uh, this is going to get, not it's not political, but it's more like higher up government stuff. <clears throat> not government, but NASA. Uh, I'm calling <laughs> you out straight up. <clears throat> Sorry, NASA. Mark Zuckerberg. He's not on that. I was going to say. But Mark Zuckerberg knows what I'm talking about, probably, because he listens to the show. It's actually confirmed. Um, so I think my rational fear is um, the ocean. Oh. We know more about our space than we do our own ocean mm-hmm. and um the world's kind of like full of the oceans so so there is that actually <clears throat> reminds me of something um so i was scrolling through instagram and i came across a um a post and with everything that's been happening in the news as of late uh people have been doing a lot of ocean talks yeah well um we know only five percent we have explored five yeah. percent yep of the earth's ocean all right and we have been on this earth for hundreds of years now all right thousands of years and we only know five percent like owen said we know more about space than we do about what we are currently basically living on and the biggest thing nasa that i want to talk to you about is before nasa was a space program it was an ocean exploring thing and they explored parts of the ocean that 5% that we know. And then they started exploring how the hell to get off this planet. Maybe we're 
conspiracy podcast <laughs> coming out soon, baby. Because I that's very creepy to me that they were just like, oh yeah, let's go explore these oceans. And I mean, you can't do much because the pressure and everything. Like, Correct. Like talked about recently in the news. But it, think it, think about this. All right, you know, you can't do much about the pressure. We're going to space where there's pressure. no gravity. There's pressure. There's all of this. So they chose to put all of their time and energy into space and not on how to go deeper in the maybe ocean. because they didn't want to screw with something. They didn't want to screw oh, with Cthulhu down there going... Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they can make a giant spaceship that goes into the sky and deals with all of that stuff, they can make a rocket ship that goes under the water. Well, as you see, they have tried. I don't think they <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> But uh, no, that does bring up the uh, the topic of something that um, I think should be discussed um, to kind of divert a little bit away from the spooky stories. Um, there was obviously a recent exploration mm-hmm. to a um, an undersea wreckage of the Titanic, and unfortunately, five people did lose their lives. And as much as people are, you know, sharing memes and sharing TikToks about, you know... Titanic 2, rich ti- people zero. Yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> that stuff. Um, we should remember that people did lose their lives. Yeah. Um, however funny they may be at times, um, it is still something that should never have happened. And this really does kind of play into... Um, taking a look at us as humans and how, even though we're not perfect, we should always err on the side of caution with some of this oh, stuff. Yeah. Always. Um, it was, you know, discovered and it has been revealed that this exploration should never have happened as the vessel was never actually safe to go down in, in the first place. Um, and to be spending $250,000 on a ticket to basically sit in a tin can that could at any moment have some catastrophic issue. Um, Again, we are all humans. We all make mistakes, but this is something that could have easily been avoided. Yep. Um, what other, what do we got here? I'm, I'm reading notes. This is so unprofessional. It's actually not show notes are a big thing. Well then here we go. Sleep, paralysis we've all had it we all know it who doesn't have it you're a psychopath killer (laughs) so anyways um i think that this actually came from our scariest stories um because i mentioned sleep paralysis as my scariest story oh you want to tell your scariest i'm this is my scariest story because it involves sleep the next section is scariest story so dylan's gonna tell his now yeah so as a child growing up, mm. um, obviously, you know, you, you become afraid of the dark. There's nothing that you can prevent about that. Um, you see things, you see scary news stories, you watch shows that involve this. It's one of those things that, unfortunately, it's unavoidable. Well, as a child... Um, and I, when I finally got my own bedroom, all right, there were many nights where I would become very restless. Well, inevitably, I would fall asleep. 
And then I would quote unquote wake up or what I thought I was doing as far as waking up. And there would be someone laying next to me. Yeah. In a bedroom all my own. I do not share a bedroom. But I would again, quote unquote, wake up and there would be someone laying next to me. And as a child, this is terrifying. You have no idea what you're, you know, what's happening. So what do I do? I roll to the other side and I go back to bed and hope that they're not there when I wake up. So this was infrequent for the most part. You know, it would happen every now and then. And it never got beyond that point. I would just wake up and there would be another figure next to me. Um, and being that close, it's even more terrifying. It's not like it's someone just standing at the end of the, at the end of your bed or someone standing in your corner. No, 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 no. It is someone right next to you. And you know how they they say when you're when you're under you know sleep paralysis, you can't move. Well, this was not the case. I the problem was is it didn't feel like sleep paralysis because I could move. And because I felt myself shifting in weight and shifting in all of that. Um, and I think a lot of this also came from the fact that when I was a child, I would sleepwalk. And I sleep, you know, I, I would never realize it. But there was a couple times where I felt very cognizant of what I was doing. Such as one night, apparently sleepwalking downstairs. All right, and I was on the second floor of my house walking downstairs going to my front door, opening it, my brother being in the in uh, the living room watching TV, having no idea what the heck is happening, me just opening the front door and the screen door and trying to call my dog inside, who was already inside and upstairs in bed. And something scurried past the front door. Um, it was... I, the only thing I can assume is that there was a skunk on our front porch and it did not want anything to do with us. So it scurried off and my brother asking me what I was doing and me being like, I'm letting the dog inside just fully. That was what I said. I was definitely asleep. I was definitely not cognizant, but I could, I knew what I was doing and I could hear it and I could see it and I could feel it. So flash forward to years later. I have not had a dream like that since. We move into our new house, okay? And it's within like the first few weeks and we're, you know, we're settling in. We just moved. It's a new environment. And I wake up one night again, or what I think is waking up. And I roll over and there's the figure laying next to me. I don't say a word. I just lay there. And then the figure's hand reaches up rapidly and grabs my leg. And it jolts me because it's not something that you're expecting. Right. But again, I could move. Which is what was so, so weird to me. So when I'm jolted... I'm jolted back awake. Um, and there's there's no one in the room, obviously. 
but it is, it's still dark. You know, I do sleep with the TV on because I do like being able to kind of see my surroundings at night. And, um, you know, I, I fall asleep better when I have noise on in the background and a little bit of light. So I turn my TV on and I make sure that there's actually nothing in the room, but I'm just sitting there thinking, I was literally just looking at my bed next to me and there was an indent of a figure under the covers and it just reached over and grabbed my leg and it never happened. Hmm. So the only thing I could think is that I was undergoing sleep paralysis and that was my, I don't want to say it was a demon, but it was my spooky figure that was existing with me in my sleep paralysis. And it was, it is truly terrifying. And I still, to this day, think about what would happen, like, why do I keep having that? Mm -hmm. Why has it taken so long? You know, why was there this giant gap? Right. And, you know, what is, <clears throat> what is causing this? Maybe your third eye is starting to open. Oh boy. It's open slowly. It has pink eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, third eyes, third they eye. exist, but they can get pink eyes still. They can catch pink eye. <laughs> Clean your eyes. But, um, yeah, That's I mean. scary. Oh, it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Anna, you talked about paralysis, a sleep paralysis thing. I don't think I've ever had sleep paralysis, though. Okay, but what? Uh, let's just do scary bedtime. <laughs> yeah, scary bedtime. Everything I've been like able to move, I guess, every once in a while, like in high school, I was told by some of my friends that, and I noticed this myself, I would wake myself up. But I think it was stress-related. Um, but I would just, like, sit up in my sleep and just, like, chill sitting up for a hot minute. Um, and my friends only saw it, like, twice. But, like, when I was alone, I know it happened quite often. Um, I would, like, wake myself up from it. Or I'd be awake but not aware that I'm awake. And then just, like, sit up. And I'm like... Dude, why did you do that? Like, I fully am aware that that happened. Um, and then there's an addition out of my parents' house. And when it was first built, none of our cats liked to walk over there. Um, and I was always scared to go over there. And so I could only go over there if, like, I knew my brothers were in their rooms. Because if I screamed, they were right there. Um, and then one of my brothers moved out. I took his bedroom. And like weird things would happen. Like the cats still didn't like going over there and I would just sit up in my bed more than usual. And every once in a while I'd hear little whispers in my ear and I'm like, no, like I left my phone, like a video playing or like the TV's on. And there'd be nights where I'd hear little snippets of things while I like sat up. Those snippets <laughs> eventually became from opera to only fans mm -hmm. yeah that's what she was 100 yeah. uh-huh um that's <laughs> another thing though um but then i moved my bed like to right like facing my door and the mirror was on the door so it was like a lot of like no-nos and like feng shui and um just like mirrors and spiritual stuff and there was one night i sat up in my sleep 
and was staring into this mirror and then my door just opened and my door it was on carpet and the hinges kind of dropped so it, it never just swung open and it tilted open and i heard like kind of like white noise but like i don't know what and so i was like what hello so i got out i grabbed the doorknob peeked my head out into the hallway and there were just so many voices so many whispers like i couldn't make out any words but it was a ton of like voices just whispering in my ears it was giving i don't know what scene in like harry potter it is but like oh i know what you're talking about in the chamber of secrets yes yeah it was like giving that and i thought i was gonna go like crazy i like slammed the door shut jumped into bed like prayed a little bit and then went back to sleep and then there was one night i sat up and something like whispered to me but it wasn't like i could fully hear it but i knew of it and could slightly hear it uh they were like your death date is such and such a date um and i was like huh so every time every year that that date comes around i'm just a little extra cautious because it's a little no 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 um is that a date that you're willing to share? No. Okay. <laughs> is that your scariest that you're saying right now? Or no? That or is your ghost. Wait a, I mean, ghost scary. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I feel no, like no. they can be both. Ghosts yeah. are pretty scary. Ghosts are pretty scary. Yeah. I'm going to do my sleep paralysis one. Um, when I was a little kid, um, I, again, ADHD. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, I had a sleep paralysis demon cat whose name was Sparky. Oh, Sparky. Would, he was not a nice cat. <laughs> um, he would uh, think about, okay, imagine a furry <laughs> in, in a, like a black furry cat outfit, right? And there's just electricity running around him. Okay. And so I named him Sparky because he would come literally every week, once a week, once a day, a week, weekday, once. Yes. <laughs> and I only drink water and a milkshake, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even been drinking. It's just so hot. And so um, he would come and he would just, you would see the like light on this, like the end of my bed and I couldn't move. And I was like, here we go. And all of the sudden, you would see the light, and then his ears would pop out first, and then his yellow eyes would come up with this big, stupid smile. Like, if you know anything from Sonic, Big the Cat. Um, it, someone I'm thinking, wants, like, Cheshire Cat. That, too. Or, like, Alice in Wonderland. But, like, Big the Cat is basically what it is from Sonic. Um, you guys can look that up whenever you want. Um, but he, like comes up with this big dumb smile and then he goes and he would grab my toes and then i'd feel electrical shock and then i'd wake up oh the toesies it think, was horrible do you think it was like one of your cats like rubbing up on a blanket and then shocking you no it i saw the eyes and i can't i imagine this big dumb smiling face and i hated him and then he went away and then I had nightmares like every month of a dog and the dog was on top of my fridge. I don't own, <laughs> my parents and I don't own a dog. We own two cats. Um, and I would walk out in the middle of the night into my living room slash kitchen 
And there's this white dog sitting on top of our refrigerator. And it looked me dead in the eyes, shot laser beams into my eyes, and then said some random gibberish that I couldn't understand. And that was the dream. Mm-hmm. It would be like, it would just look at me. And then, and then I would wake up. Huh. That sounds like brainwashing. Yeah, it was a little scary. Um, but yeah, that was that time. Alrighty then. Alright. Some of the topics that uh, everyone's always most curious about. Ghost stories. Do you still believe or not? Let's find out now. Owen... Let's hear some ghost stories. I got amazing ghost stories. I have a ton. I've been waiting all night for this. I have a few. One of my honorable mentions, but not the scariest ghost story I've ever had, was I was at an abandoned asylum, which brings it circles back to the beginning. Um, I saw a little shadowed child run across in front of me at the end of the hallway. Oh, sorry. That was me. Okay. Yeah, no, I I was just... I just wanted to make sure. I needed to run home for something really quick, and I saw that you were there, and I was like, let me not ruin this experience. Right, so right, I right. just bolted out of it. Right. So, yeah, uh, I was looking down the... <laughs> I was taking pictures with some of my friends up in this abandoned asylum that had, like, three or four floors, and um, all of a sudden I heard something at the end of the hallway, and knowing that there was a lot of homeless people around the area, I thought it was a homeless person. And, again, like every scary horror movie... I did not have someone with me, and <laughs> I had a knife, and that was it, and my communication skills. And I said, hello, and then all of a sudden I looked down the hallway from the room I was in, and just a little kid, and it was just all blacked out, just went right across um, in the hallway, way down at the end of the thing, and instead of people I see on YouTube all the time who see scary shit happen... They run away from it. I ran towards it <laughs> um, at full speed. Uh, this is how Owen makes friends. There was floors in this abandoned building because we were. I was on the, like I said, the third or fourth floor. And they were like, dist- like there was holes in the ground. And I remember jumping over the holes trying to get this thing. And it wasn't there. It wasn't in the room. It was four stories down. Couldn't have jumped out the window. Didn't go into another room because there was no rooms attached to that one. <laughs> And um, there is nothing there. That was an honorable mention. Another thing that we should mention, we are currently sitting in the pitch black oh, yeah. right now. It's um, We have the lights off for heat reasons, but it really does add to the ambiance of this whole yes. experience. Um, my scariest ghost story I've ever had was actually my freshman year of college here at Westfield. Um, we have a cemetery... Um, that's called the Twin Pines? Pine Hill. Pine Hill. Um, and this was before I knew Hannah and knew that her grandfather was buried there. Um, <laughs> so, Hannah. <laughs> um, I downloaded a Spirit Box app. If anyone doesn't know what a Spirit Box is, it's a box that plays radio through radio frequencies very fast. But the spirits can connect to it and find where the words are to talk to you. That was the dumbest explanation. There are more scientific things. Look up spirit boxes. I found one on my phone. It was free. Do I trust it? No. Did I look in the reviews and people said it was shit? 
Yes. <laughs> but I wanted to give it a try because it was around Halloween time. And I wanted to scare the shit out of my friends. So I started playing around with it. It's called Sono X10 Spirit Box. I'm not sponsored by it, but I pulled it up just so I know what the name of it is. And I was like, all right, I'll play around with it. So I started asking it, doesn't know my name. And very jankly, it went, oh, Owen. And it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. And so I started talking to this thing, and it guessed everything that I was talking about. It knew what I was talking about. Again, I've said before, my family's had a lot of past with, like, my sister, my birth sister. She um, she sees dead people all the time. And um, so I was like, oh, that's where I got fucked up in the family is I got all of that shit. And so I went with a group of my friends there were seven people with us all and we went to the cemetery and i started talking to it and we had to do two loads of cars and so uh one we got dropped off there and i started asking how many people are with us right now and it goes four jankily again it was like four but you could hear it and then i was like okay who's to the right of me and it was like dean and then okay who am i Uh oh and and then there's a lot of yeses and nos because you got to think about it. How many radio people are probably saying yes and no right now? A good amount. But if someone's saying like Owen or something spot on, probably not a lot. So that's why it's a little crazy if it does come up. So everyone arrives and we walk over and I'm starting to look around and people are like, oh, it's because of your contacts or, oh, it's a microphone. So I had people try it who hadn't said their name. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, all of the sudden, um, I was just like, okay. So I pointed at a person's gravestone, and um, it had that they were a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. And I said, is this person there? Oh, I forgot what his name was, but I asked him if he was there. And the person said yes. And then I said were you part of the military? And it said seal. And so I kind of started freaking out. So then all of a sudden, one of my friends asks, do you want to be summoned? And I said, I said, do you really want to do that? And all of a sudden it went, yes. So now we were getting a little creeped out about it. And so my friend goes, okay, let's stand in a circle and do that stupid stuff and sing Kumbaya and then we'll summon him here. So we say, um, are you come? Are you, you can come in, you can join us. I even said, you can touch me. You can drain my power and you can drain my car's power. I want to know if you're real or not. And it went, okay. And so all of a sudden there was just like <laughs> over the, over the box. And, um, we're all standing in a circle, whatever. We let go of holding each other's hands and we say, okay, are you here? And it goes, yes. And we're like, okay. And then I was like, well, we don't know what to do now. So we're all trying to think about something. And I go, okay, what do you want us to do now that you're here? And all of a sudden, a little bit clearer, it goes, run. And then I kind of got freaked out because run who the hell is saying run on the radio 
because it was very clear, like it was one radio station. And all of a sudden, I just looked at everyone's face and I knew what I had to ask. And I said, what do you want us to run from? And in my ear, I heard someone whisper and say, me. And when they said that, every hair on my body stood up. Everyone heard it. We went, see you later, turned the app off, and ran home. Oh, ran. Drove home and ran up from Southwell because we couldn't get it. People said they felt it in their left ear. They heard it in their right ear. But it was a solid answer of me in their ears. And it was the craziest thing that ever happened spiritually for me. That's totally not true. But, like, it was one of the scariest events that I ever had. Yeah. I've had like different experiences in that cemetery. I mean, one time, oh, what's that game like high schoolers play when, is it hostage when you get like dropped off somewhere in town? And, oh, like, at a random other... place. Yeah. So me and my best friend were blindfolded in the back of like our other friend's car and we got that. dropped off and he said, you don't know, like you aren't where you think you are. And then they drove, like, as they're about to drive off, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where we are. And he's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, oh, that's my great-grandfather. And he was like, oh. And so then it was really easy for us to get, like, our other, our getaway driver back. But there, my, my grandfather's there. And whenever I'm, like, really upset, like, I always like to go visit. Um, and during uh, COVID, when everything was in lockdown, that was the only place that I could go. My mom let me drive to the cemetery if I wanted to. And there was one point last year where they were doing a ton of road work. So all of the entrances to the cemetery were blocked off. And the way they were digging in the ground, it wasn't like, oh, after like three o'clock, you can like drive down this road again with no problems. They were doing like heavy digging where there was a police officer outside 24 seven, making sure no one went there. And so I parked on some side street and walked down the like entirety of like the width of the cemetery. Um, I was on the complete other side of it, but I'm like, I need to go visit him right now. And it's like maybe midnight, maybe 1230 at night. And I'm just walking through like the center of a summit, like this cemetery by myself in maybe February or something. It was cold, but there was a moment where I wanted to feel that like fear, but it was so calming and warm almost, even though it was freezing outside. And then I sat down in the grass, uh, just talking to my grandfather's stone. And I scared, I really scared that police officer who was like watching the road because he just watched someone come out of the darkness, sit down next to a stone, and then walk back into the darkness. He ended up turning on his lights. Like, I think I scared him, but, like, nothing happened. Hmm. Yeah. So, two very different experiences there. <clears throat> very. I also, I went back my senior year um, to that same cemetery, and I used that box again because I was trying to find the stone, the site where I was, and I couldn't find it. Um, I thought I knew exactly where it was, and I guess it wasn't. 
And <clears throat> when I used the spirit box again, um, I was by myself. And all of a sudden, I heard footprints, uh, footsteps behind me uh, in the snow. And there was no one there. And it was like, I know what a footstep sounds like in snow. It's got that like crunchy kind of feeling to it. And it sounded just like that. And whenever I would stop walking, it would keep walking behind me and I would hear it. And it, there was no one else in the cemetery. I did a whole drive around and there was nothing there. It's wild. Dylan's getting scared because he just turned his phone flashlight on. It's either he's looking at Noodles and he's... Oh, no. He's making Noodles shadow. Noodles is Hannah's cat, by the way. We talked about it a little bit, but... Um, yeah, I'm just playing with noodles. She likes shadows. <laughs> um, Dylan, you got a ghost story? Oh, Hannah, was that a ghost story? No, the cemetery just made me think of it. Do you have a ghost story? I mean, it's a little one, not really well, that entertaining. So there's sure definitely doing. more, but the one that's like in my head right now is the the like summer camps I used to go to. It was called the Vocal Institute, and. It was at this college, and there's this, everyone, like, all alumni, they all, like, talked about this soprano who was in the basement of one set of dorms. Um, like, there's just, like, stories that um, this soprano had died in one of the practice rooms. Like, some of the stories were, like, violently and, and very tragic. Other ones were slightly softer. But there was all those rumors. And so, like, I knew of that in, in the back of my head. But I was in the other set of dorms because I finished my program. But my mom liked to take summer classes there. Um, she's also, she's a music educator. And so she was gone at class. And I was allowed to stay in her dorm while she was still there. So I didn't have to drive four hours home. And I was completely alone in this building because anyone who was staying there were all the adults who were in class at that point in time. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to the, the practice rooms in the basement and I'm going to just practice. I got nothing better to do. I'm singing some aria that can, there's arrangements of it that are a duet. And I started hearing the other part with me. And I at first thought it was something echoing in the room or something, or maybe someone walked in. I kept going. I heard it again. And when I, I completely stopped singing, I still heard it. I froze for like a very, like a split second. And then I grabbed all my things. Like I peeked my head out the door, saw no one else was down there. Like all the lights were still off, like in all the rooms. It was just the hallway light on. And you could tell there was no one down there and it was silent. Um, so then I just grabbed all my things and ran upstairs because I'm like, okay, this is pretty, but um, I want to sing by myself today. Hmm. But like no other spiritual like events that I can remember right now were too scary. Like somehow I, I played it off as something sweeter and not scary. Right. That kind of sounds like my theater ghost that I had one time. You remember that. That was for Lucky Stiff. Um, mm. When I was doing directing <clears throat> my senior year, um, I walked into our black box, which is just our lighting box. Or no, sorry. Our lighting lab, totally different. I walked into the lighting lab for our directing shorts, 
and I was supposed to set up the scene in the stage, and all of a sudden there was this kind of tallish, um, normal, it kind of was like your size, Dylan, a little bit taller than me, and um, it was just a blacked out figure again, standing in a dark hallway that led to nothing except another room with lights in it. And I remember setting my bag down, looking over to go get a box that was in that room where I had to go. And it moved from visibly seeing it to behind the doorway. And no one else had a key access card except like my classmates. And no one had that room. It was my scheduled time for that. And I remember looking at that thing and going, nope, out loud, grabbing my bag. And I canceled the practice for my actors because I had them get out. But then that same day, I went to Lucky Stiff rehearsal. And when I walked in, because I got there mad early, for certain reasons that I'm not going to go into, I got there mad early, like an hour early, and no one was there. And it was me in the pitch dark. And I turned the lights on. And all of a sudden, there's a spinny chair up in our giant black box theater that has, uh, it's the prop loft. And there's a spinny chair up there. And all of a sudden, I look up, and the chair starts spinning. The lights flicker, and then there's a lady in white who just walks up into the catwalk and disappears. And for some reason, I didn't freak out and go, nope. I went, okay, and was just at ease with that one. But the dark shadow figure that hid from me, I kind of shit my pants. Um, but the, the white lady figure, the woman in white, who I've seen many times, I think now, um, is was kind of easing to me. Dylan? Yeah. Ghost? Ghosts. Um, so not me personally, but many, many family members have experienced something. Um, I actually have some rather positive... Like, what I have for personal stories is actually kind of positive. But there have been some where it's been a little questionable. So when I was very, very young, and I'm talking like I had just been born. I was super, super young. So I don't remember any of this. And I really wasn't much of a part of it. My parents used to live in a house with my aunt and uncle over in Holyoke. Well they had some not so great experiences there. So the main thing that I remember them talking about was going to sleep at night. All right. Making sure to turn the TV off and waking it up, waking up and it would be on. Even after taking the batteries out of the remote. Even cooler. Which would mean that the TV is either turning itself on or that someone else is turning it on in the house, in their bedroom, in the middle of the night. Poltergeist. Well, not anything quite like that, because it, no. it never got benevolent. But there was a lot of experiences that they had that were similar to that. Um, from hearing noises to having animals freak out. And as many people know, if an animal is sensing something, 
there might be something there. Right. But, um, you know, it was, I don't really have like a great story. Because again, I was super young, so I don't have any recollection of it. But the stories that I have of any, you know, supernatural kind of stuff have actually been positive experiences. And by that, I just mean, Hannah, kind of like you, my grandfather passed away. And there have been many, many signs that he is that he was checking up on us, every one of us individually, after he passed on. And some of those signs include my sister and mom waking up one morning and smelling freshly brewed coffee mm. in a kitchen that no one had been in all morning and that no one had touched. The coffee maker had not been run yet. It was very early. My dad hadn't woken up to make his morning coffee. My sister hadn't woken up. Nobody had woken up except they woke up to that smell. And they both shared that experience. And they were like, did you also smell it? No one else smelled it. And the one thing that my grandfather was known for was waking up in the morning and brewing a fresh pot of coffee every morning. Awesome. So there was that. Um, My cousin, Tori, who is the one whose baby shower I went to today, had a had an experience if i'm not mistaken while driving that something happened where she had the potential of getting into a very bad accident but someone over her shoulder told her don't do what you're about to do stay in your lane and keep going and it's a good thing that she did because a few seconds later someone came barrel assing by her and had she been over in that lane she would have gotten hit and possibly been killed. Right. My experience came much later in life. Much later after he passed. And my grandfather was and always will be my favorite person. I didn't get to spend a ton of time with him when I was when he was alive, but the time that I did spend with him was always good. And he was basically the person that I, if I had now, I feel that things could be, could feel a lot better for me because he was just always good with the advice. So I like to continuously talk to him. Obviously, you know, I'm not getting maybe an immediate response from him, but, you know, I do feel his presence is there listening. Well, one night, apparently everything happens in my sleep because I had a dream with him. And he came back. And he told me it's going to be all right. I'm all right. You don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm okay, and you're going to be okay. And you're going to go through this and you're going to get through and you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I asked him to come back and he said, I can't because his time on this earth had finished and that 
it was time for us to continue and keep going. Yep. And that he's always going to be there for us and he's always going to be looking over us. And it was the most moving thing ever because it was things that while your subconscious does create dreams for you, it's just something that is too specific that feels like my subconscious at that point was like, I didn't think about him for a long time. You know, I hadn't talked to him in a while. It was just very much, I felt that he had come back to tell me that things were going to be okay and that he is okay and that he is there for me. And I remember him leaving in the dream too. And I remember waking up and crying. I cried in the dream and I woke up crying in real life because it was the most moving thing that I had ever experienced and I didn't want it to end. But he was there. And I like to think that it's not that he's a ghost per se. Right. But that he is a spirit that is always around. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people forget that is you don't have to have spooky or scary ghost stories for it to be a ghost story. You can have good ghost stories that, you know, have a good feeling to them as well. Right. So that one, that one's mine. Okay. So Dylan was giving me crazy heart attack eyes um, because he doesn't like a lot of scary stories. His light also went on again, which means he's freaking out. It is, again, pitch dark in this room. <clears throat> so I'll tell a really good one really quickly. It's really fast. Um, I like to imagine that there's a, like the people say, a good angel and a devil on your shoulder all the time. Your conscience. Your conscience, yeah. Um, I have that in a more spiritual way where it is a good thing and a bad thing. Whenever something bad is going to go wrong or I do see some spiritual stuff that is bad and a little concerning, I feel pressure on my right shoulder. And when there is some good stuff that's happening and stress is being relieved or there's a good spiritual thing around me, I feel it on my left side of my shoulder. Um, uh, when it's on my right side, the bad side, it feels like someone's just crushing my shoulder. And when it's on the good side, it's just a light, gentle, like, hold on the shoulder. Um, there was a senior year ending college. Um, I had a lot of questions in my life that needed to be answered. And my Nana was the person that I always had to go to. Um, and in 2020, um, she passed away sadly she actually had oh god she had pneumonia and then she had to go to the hospital for pneumonia and then got covid from the hospital and then she fucking kicked covid's ass and then she got pneumonia again and passed away and what a badass 93 year old and Um, But she was always the person I went to. She's the reason why I'm doing theater. She's the reason why I am so much of the way I am today. And I was having so much trouble in my life that I finally went up to her 
cemetery, her gravesite, and I just asked the easiest question that could have been the hardest thing in the world for me to ask someone. And I was just like, hey, Nana, like, what do I do with all of these things? Am I doing the right thing? And it was a cloudy day. And all of the sudden, sun came through. It's like a movie. The sun came through, hit me on the face, and all of a sudden I just felt something touch my shoulder and just linger there for about five seconds. And it was on my left shoulder. And I knew immediately that the questions that I had in my mind were all gone. And I remember sitting there and absolutely crying. Um, because she died around COVID, I felt like I never got to say goodbye to her. And that was the saddest thing in, in my life. And um, so anything like that was just a sign of that she's always going to be with me. And um, that was the, the awesome spiritual thing that I've ever had. Um, but yeah, so now we have one more thing, which is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you. It does not have to be a spooky story. A spooky story. It does not have to be, yeah, ghost-wise. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be a creep factor. And who's going first? Well, I think because you just finished. We, we start with Hannah on this final round. Hannah? Scariest? Uh, <laughs> you said creep factor, and I just lost everything. Oh, we don't have to do it. It doesn't have to have it a creep, have creep factor. factor. It just has to be something that is scared you. Mine's creep factor. Um, I mean, mine's not creepy at all. That's okay. Um, there's just, like, one day in, like, first grade. You know, I just had a great day in elementary school, you know, chilled on a playground, whatever. And I got home and my brothers were like violently franticking around the house and they all yelled at me that I had to clean. I had to clean. And I'm like, okay, like a clean house. That's cool. But like, hello. And they're like, you need to clean because dad's in the hospital. And I was like, huh? And I had no idea what was going on. I was like in first grade and um, my dad and like my grandfather, he owns a gas station and um, auto shop. And I guess uh, years ago there was a spark that came from some light, light bulb and stuff and it, it sparked up in a uh, mechanic shop and you know there's a lot of oils and stuff it's a little scary and there's a gas station also and the gas station didn't blow up but my dad was quite crispy and in the hospital and i also had no information of what was going on and it was like suddenly the end of the world everyone's like in straight chaos um and i had no idea what was going on and then like going to school the next day like every like administrator had like um grief counseling like immediately if i needed it and any of my siblings and i'm still like i don't know what's going on uh but we got a hella lasagna for weeks oh yeah <laughs> um, and my dad's fine like he's great um live love tony have but like that noticed, was really scary when i heard my dad blew up have you ever noticed that whenever there's like a family emergency where someone is like incapacitated to some degree 
you get like a ton of food, but it's always like some it's lasagna. It's always lasagna. I see. For me, it's stuffed shells, so it's basically the same thing. Ours well, is yeah. turkey petrosini. Oh, that's a good one though. Anyways, Westfield State gave us a care package too. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Hey-o. They could have given you free school. Dude, all I got was a hat. There was like a bunch of paperwork and then a hat that said Westfield. I got the hat. God dang it, Tony. Why didn't you pass away? We would have got a free scholarship. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Um, Apologies if you hear the AC running now. We did finally succumb to um, putting it on because it is hot as hell. No, we're turning it off right now. Um. But hopefully you can that. still hear us. I'm sure you can. Um, but that is very scary, Hannah. And especially when it comes to thinking about, you know, the possibility of something happening to one of your yeah, family parents. Members. That's scary. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. Um, but everyone's good. So That's, that's good. good. That's good. Good for them. Good and for you got Tony. some lasagna. Oh, yeah. Now Tony can make a pizza and he can shove his whole hand in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing will happen. Exactly. Um, Bill Gann. My scariest story. So, a couple, uh, at this it feels like it's only been a couple, but it's quite a few years ago. A tornado touched down That's in true. Western Mass. It was the first in a very very long time okay now when this was happening i was still in middle school and i was in an after school program at the time so i was there and they announced that they were contacting our parents that they had to come and get us due to weather concerns and that they would be coming to pick us up and bring us home so my mom was still at work because like i said i was in an after school program because of that factor she had to work late so she comes and gets me and she brings me home. We get home and my sister had been watching the news the whole time. And she's like a tornado touchdown in Springfield. And me and my mom are just like, what tornadoes in Western mass? That doesn't happen. We don't have the, first of all, the way that our cities are laid out, it wouldn't last very long if it did touch down. Well, Sure as shit, we look at the weather, and yeah, there was a tornado that touched down. Wow. And my mom was like, huh. So she's finding out where it, you know, what path it took. So she's like, oh my gosh, that's literally a block away from where my office is. Like, if I had been there just a little bit longer, it would have come through my path. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing that you uh, that you got out of there when you did. Now, my mom has always been a very curious type, so she was like, okay, well, I want to go down and check out, you know, the damage that was done. So we go down there, we grab the dogs, we put them in the car, me and my sister are with her. And um, so we go down there, and we're walking around, and we're walking down by the Mass Mutual Center. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of people outside saying, you need to get inside right now. There's a potential touchdown for a second. It's looking like it's going to be that way. We need everyone inside. Take shelter. Seek shelter immediately. Everyone into the main area. Damn. As a child, okay, again, because I'm only in middle school at this point. Freaking out. 
I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, we have the dogs in the car. There's a potential for another one. This is a huge, like you, when you're young, you learn about these major storms and you learn about the damage that they cause. And it's like, you know that something like this could be really catastrophic. So you're like, yeah. you're freaking out. And I'm young and they've got all the, they've got all these TVs in the main room and we're watching the news and we're like, oh my God, like they're reporting another one is about to touch down. They see the final cloud. They're, they're talking about it. It's, it's about to touch, you know, all of this stuff. And I'm standing there freaking out and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Like, my mom is like trying to comfort other people and like make sure that other people are okay. And she's trying to make sure that we're okay too. And she's like giving me Xanax because she has fear of like major storms. And I think that was another big thing is my mom has been through, my mom and my dad have been through some very, very, very large and heavy storms that they've witnessed people get killed by. Right. They camped at a place in New Hampshire, and there was a very large storm one year, and it took down a bunch of trees, and it took down trees on campers. And unfortunately, some of these some of the people were in the campers. And I remember my dad telling me that there was one camper that a tree fell on it, and there was a woman underneath the tree. And he's just... He was trying, you know, he was working with a chainsaw. He was working with his axe. And all he knew to do was just grab the axe and just start swinging wildly. Right. And he just, he wasn't stopping. <clears throat> and he said he hacked away at about halfway through this tree. And it was, it was a pine tree, but it was one of the big pines. So, you know, to go halfway through that in a few seconds is pretty big. Right. But unfortunately, it didn't matter. She unfortunately did not make it um it wasn't even like he just didn't get there in time it was the tree fell on her she had maybe a few seconds of air left and then she just lost it Damn. so to be in one of those kinds of storms now myself because i was at home when all of that was happening to be in one of those storms myself it scared me and i remember standing there like i said thinking We've got the dogs in the car and we are currently inside. Like we can't even go out to get the dogs because right. they're telling us if we leave, you know, we could get killed. Yeah. So it was like, it was the absolute most terrifying thing I have ever experienced and I have ever lived through afterwards. Thankfully there was no second funnel cloud. There was no second tornado. It was just the one and we did walk around and we saw the damage. And I think looking back on it, I was like, to see it have done that much damage in just a few minutes of touching down, going through Springfield, really shows you the power that nature has and that you are basically powerless to literally anything that is going on in the world yeah. that does not involve you as a person. Yeah, Do you want to hear like a like funny, not so funny Absolutely. story about that same tornado? So as that's going like on with you, 
um, there was some public school concert in the area somewhere. And like my mom, like she's a music teacher. So she knows all of the other music teachers in like the area. Someone called her that day, like panicking and was like, Oh my God, like all, all these like tornado warnings and stuff. Like we have our concert tonight, but I need to make sure my wife is okay. So can you please play the concert tonight? Like a teacher asked my mom to play their concert because they couldn't make it because they needed to take care of their wife during the, t the tornado watch. Mm -hmm. But the concert was still going to happen with some children. <laughs> Yeah, that was while well, you were experiencing that. <laughs> I heard all of this. There's a lot of crazy stuff with weather. It's scary stuff. I yeah. mean, and it's it's in the blink of an eye. What was it? The flood of '55 here. Yep. 1955. There was a giant flood at the Westfield River. It swallowed up half the town. Yep. Um, there was an incident that we happened. Had an October snowstorm. Yeah. Absolutely wild. It knocked out power for like two weeks for some people and it just never stopped. Did not stop. Halloween was canceled. <clears throat> Everything was put on hold. We were basically out of school for like a whole two weeks. Yeah. And it was just, it was absolutely wild. I just remember being outside. There was lightning, there was thunder, yep. all of that stuff. And being outside and watching people just get stuck in the snow because they're trying to drive home. And it's like, it happened it never so happened. fast. Oh, it did. It was like within a few hours, you could not move your car. I mean, that happens now, obviously, but like to an extent of like, it was up to your waist in a few hours. Right. And you just could, like, you were shoveling to stay, you know, to keep the snow off of anything that you could. But you were not going anywhere, you were staying there. We've had microbursts in the area. Mm -hmm. We've had earthquakes. You know, it's powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. Jeez. And it's not something to be messing around with. We had in Lake George when I was lifeguarding one time. It was a horrible storm. And, of course, lifeguards love storms because if it's the middle of their shift and the storm doesn't look like it's going to be long, we get an hour off work that's still paid. Mm -hmm. And so we were sitting in there, and all of a sudden we saw kind of this, like, reddish glint in the distance at one of the parks the battlefield parks that's right there and all of a sudden we're like what is that is that like a fire we couldn't see because it was raining so much but there was fire and it was freaking us out and all of a sudden there was like ambulances and i wasn't old enough to drive and so my co-worker drove me home and there's ambulances all on battlefield park right there and we're like what the hell happened we found out in the news that two trees exploded and killed like three people that were yeah. sitting under them for like shelter from the storm mm -hmm. and they died. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. Um, when I was doing a backpacking trip last year, we were up on top of these 4,000 foot mountains, which are just above tree level, mm. which means not a, there's like no tree coverage right. to protect you. You were the thing sticking up. We were stuck in a thunder and lightning storm. Oh my God. We hadn't quite gotten to the summit yet, which was good. Right. So we were not stuck in the middle of it, but we were very, very close. And when you're up that high and first of all, you're already soaking wet because it's raining. 
but then you have a threat of thunder and lightning causing issues as well. Um, yeah, it gets very, very scary, very, very fast. And you just hope for the best and you stay out of the way. Yeah. All right, Owen, I guess it's your turn. <laughs> All right. The quickest disclaimer. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy. Owen's messed up. So please like cautiously, if you do not want to hear something a little screwed up, don't listen to it. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. I can't tell you where we'll be at to skip ahead, but we'll, we'll figure it out. I promise you we will be ending on a good note. Yes, though. it will be a good note. Um, my scariest story uh, for the purpose of what's going to be said in this is not going to be disclosed any information on who was with me or um, anything that I figured out or where this place was. But I can tell you it was back in my hometown. Um, we have in our hometown a lot of forest around us. Um, which leads to a lot of exploring teenage boys and girls. Um, a lot of people explored. All of my high school, everyone explored random places. Um, and there was a lot of logging companies. This was an old abandoned logging place, warehouse. Again, I'm not going to say the name. I know exactly what town. People might know it. Um <laughs> But I went there and I wanted to do this overnight kind of a thing in it and explore it. And me and four other people went into this warehouse, made ourselves comfortable on the second floor and chilled out and played cards, did everything we could and explored the place. And it was a lot of fun until we started to see things in the forest start moving and a woman starts screaming. <clears throat> um, it was not fun. Um, there were people walking in with flashlights, um, from what looked like all around the forest, uh, coming in onto the building we were at. We were on the second floor and we saw this happening. And first of all, we thought it was the police. Um, but we didn't know what the screaming woman was all about. Uh, we thought it was maybe a property owner something we didn't know about. It was scary. Um, the police were called after this event, by the way. Um, I just haven't heard anything about it, and it was a long time ago, so I'm going to say it now. Um, we were in this building, and we moved up onto the roof to see what we could see, trying not to get spotted by these people who were coming closer and closer to this building with the screaming lady, and all of the sudden they walked inside of the warehouse where we were at and they stayed on the first floor. Thank God they didn't come up to the second floor. We barricaded ourselves in basically. We moved everything that was up there, workbenches, everything before they came in to know that they could not come up into the second floor. And we sat listening to them chant random stuff um, do random things. We could see them through like cracks in like the flooring and the ceilings and everything. We could just see them. And they were just doing questionable things to this woman. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what they were doing, but it was scary as hell. 
I don't think they ever touched her, but I think it was just scary, creepy, random, weird stuff. And um, all of a sudden, one of my friends just said, fuck this, I'm out of there. And he ran out, he jumped out of the window, hit the ground, and got up and bolted towards our cars. And no one saw him. And when he got back to the cars, he texted me and said, Owen, our cars are blocked in by all of these trucks and cars here. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not listening to this person getting, I'm not listening to this weird stuff anymore. And so he's like, well, what do I do? I was like, do anything you can to get the trucks and cars out of the way. And so he went, all right. And what he did was throw rocks and break the people's windows, uh, which set off the car alarms, which then what happens made everyone in the warehouse start to freak out that there was someone breaking into their cars. And he hid, and they all ran out of the building with the woman, and we kind of followed them after a little bit. And when I got back and all of the cars were gone, uh, my friend said that they knew we were in there because one of the guys said it was probably those fucking kids on the second floor. And we did not make a sound the whole entire time. The only thing that would have made a sound was my friend jumping out the window. And that was it. And it was the most terrifying thing. We called the cops. Um... My friend didn't get a picture of any of the license plates, which were dumb. But, like, um, again, we were kids. Uh, But please, like, the scariest thing besides... I don't care if you don't believe in ghosts. I don't care if you do believe in ghosts. I don't think that's the scariest thing. People are the scariest thing. If you go to abandoned places, there are homeless people that some of them are nice. I've had many experiences talking to people who are homeless And I've had experiences where people aren't nice. Um, And you just have to be nice to them. They are living there under the radar, but they are living there and that is their space. So please give it to them. But if you see something that is happening that is screwed up or out of the ordinary, one, get the hell out of there. And two, please report it. Um, Because that was probably one of the scariest encounters that I've ever had in any abandoned place and i don't tell people that story a lot just because it has freaked me out my entire life so again please be safe um like i said before i bring something with me it's not i don't bring a gun i don't own a gun but i have a pocket knife and i have a pen and like if i need to use it i know how the pen the pen I and so. the, I don't know how to use the knife at all, <laughs> but the pen I know how to use, and I just write a note that says, "Hey, please don't hurt me," and then they won't hurt me. But Guys, like, this has been a PSA by Owen. <laughs> but like again, like it is a very serious thing. If you are looking to explore, which I hope you do, just be safe about it. Again, check your no like no trespassing signs. I know there's a lot of people who don't, and I, guess what? I haven't either. But like. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta do your research. You gotta know what you're walking into. You need to know what area you are in. Um, if there's a ton of homeless people around the area, just be aware. Like this is crazy shit that happens, and we don't even know about it. 
I also recommend if you are planning on exploring, you know, if you're not familiar with an area or if you are just getting into it, don't start with something like an abandoned building. Start with trails. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good in nature. And I think the scariest thing that you really have to worry about is going to be an animal encounter. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't have people encounters, but I can probably say that a lot of hikers on trails are a little bit more focused on just doing the same thing that you're doing, exploring, hiking, um, you know, but you have to, you have to kind of play that guessing game. Do you want to take the risk? Yep. These are the things that come with being adventurous. Yeah. And it's, there's some things for abandoned places where it's, do I want to make myself known or do I want to stay hidden? Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing you have to make a guess on. And normally I go with the, hey, I'm here kind of a thing. And if something comes running at me, then uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to hopefully dodge out of the way. Um, or it's just going to evaporate in front of my face and I'm going to go, oops, <laughs> demon. <laughs> but these are the choices that you have to make. Right. So to close out the show today... It's been a long one. This is our longest one. This has been the longest one. Um, We should probably just end it on a good note. Fine. End it with a a thank you again for listening. Yeah, this has been Um, great. This has been great. Um, Thank you again for Hannah for joining us on this. Hannah! Of course. We forced Hannah. We did. It's hot in here. It is hot. Next one will probably be back at my house. Um, We'll have AC have ice oh my gosh thank goodness um but you know these are these are the segments that we think are interesting these are the segments that we think are fun um and sometimes they're harder to talk about than others but these are the things that happen in our lives and this is exactly what we hope to get out of this podcast is to be able to share things from our lives oh i have more screwed up stuff and that'll come up probably again in some <laughs> other episode. It will. Um, but, you know, this is this is where we go from here. This is it. It's only up, baby. It's only up. Next is merch. <laughs> next, <laughs> next is merch. And then we've got the website. That's something I should also mention. Website. Uh, so don't forget, um, you can follow us on our Instagram page from Opera to OnlyFans. Um, as well as you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google. Um, do, do please check us out. Spread the word. You know, we might not be for everyone, but we might be for someone. Um, and those someones who are listening, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, we, we really do try to bring enjoyment to this world. And we try to bring a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of fun. And it's a lot of fun for us too. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we really enjoy doing this. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to get these episodes created and put together. And when we do it, it brings a sense of accomplishment and it really, really makes us feel good. Yeah. This might be a two hour episode for you guys, but actually it's been like five hours. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of, crap a lot of but it's a great five hours oh yes i love it i don't know if hannah likes it it's always (laughs) it's always fun okay good it's always fun it's always a good time 
and we really enjoy putting these episodes out there. And again, you know, if for nothing else, we're having a good time with this. And so, um, yeah, we'll I see mean, you in the next one. We will see you in the next one. Until... Oh, and check out that OnlyFans too. There's nothing posted, but we do have. <laughs> <laughs> there is, in fact, an OnlyFans page. I made that link tree. And that's, um, that's on our Instagram now. That's yes. actually on my Instagram, too. <laughs> if you guys want to follow my Instagram, you can. We have been getting the notifications that people have been following every now and then, which is awesome. We love seeing it. I also, I, I, I was going to talk to you about this after, but we can do it now, too. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to post an image up every time we share. And we will do a collective one. We did do two separate ones. <laughs> That was a misconception. A miscommunication, not conception. Not a conception. <laughs> miscommunication about the Father's Day one, but I think we'll have them together. But, you know, for those of you who have already liked the posts, we appreciate it. Um, our fathers appreciate it, obviously. We, yes. um, that Father's Day episode was great. We loved recording it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I think I think that's pretty much it. That's it. Um, this has been a very spooky episode of From Awkward to OnlyFans. Until next time. See you later. <laughs>